For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks. Welcome to Nate Land. I'm Nate Bargatze, sitting here with Aaron Weber, Brian Bates, as usual. Uh, welcome back. Uh, glad to have you. Uh, I'm wearing a sweater. I'm, I get asked sometimes about this, but my this is a buddy of mine, Adam Agee, uh, a guy I golf with. He gave me a sweater. He's in a band. And he sings. Yeah. So that's, the, and that's their He's logo. Good. Yeah. Because it's Adam A G A A. Oh, hmm. uh, so I, I, you know, and I'm just not, he didn't ask for this. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I said I'd wear it on the podcast. And, uh, he's a good golfer, really good golfer. Yeah, yeah, better than you. Uh, yeah, probably right now. Oh, yeah. We're close. We would play. We 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 match up very well together. He's very he hits it very far, very a long hitter, much longer than me. But uh, but I was I almost called him last week. I let him know. I was like, I'm getting close. How do yeah. you feel about that? You know, just chirp out there a little bit about golf. I like people that don't like golf stuff. We just, it's out, it's out, in, out in the open now. I went to the uh, driving range this week. Yeah. And <laughs> how'd it go, man? Well, it sounds like not a good time. I went, to, you know, I go down to like to the end away from everybody else just uh -huh. to kind of be left alone. Yeah. And most people just will leave you alone. They don't pay attention. Do you go to the side where your back's to everybody? Or you just go to an end? Because you're left-handed. Oh. Uh, would you rather have your back to everybody? Or would yes. You rather, yeah. Yes, my back to everybody so they can't see me and, and I can't see them. Wow. And, and and then if his front, it's, that's all open to be, you're able to be hit. That's true, too. Yeah. You got sideways to hear a ball can shoot off. Now I didn't go to the very end, but but I was the farthest down at the time. Yeah, this eighty year old lady comes down there, <laughs> yeah. props down beside me, like the one right, and I know what she's doing. Her husband is still back there getting the balls. Yeah, so she's just waiting. So she's just staring straight the direction yeah. toward me, and I'm trying to ignore her and just kind of do my own thing. And I hit one like a duff at like twelve feet. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm just looking like, you know, watching like and then I just hear a voice say, I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then her husband comes down and he's like a hundred. Yeah. And they're hitting. 
and they're not good. My wife said, well, that should make you feel better that well, at least she was terrible. I was yeah. like, no, it makes me feel worse because she thinks we're the same. Yeah. She was saying that to make me feel good. Like, yeah. hey, man, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. And we have. Yeah. That's the tough part about being left-handed is you have to face the right-handed hitter next to you. Yeah. If you don't get the right wow. direction. I'd never thought about that. And yeah. so you're just looking. Because, yeah. like, when everybody's – if everybody's right-handed, everybody – you can see just the person next to you, but you're back. No, you know that guy's probably looking at you, but you don't see him looking at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're left-handed. Like, when a left-handed mm-hmm. golfer goes to range, like, at our, our course, our ball – all the golf balls are just already laid out there. And they're in like a uh, basket, yeah. And so but they always have to move the basket over to the other side, and it's always a nightmare when you got to go there and you're like, why are these dumb balls on the wrong <laughs> side? Is these left-handed, these left-handed people coming in ruin it? But it is they have you have to face each other, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, as long as you didn't get one <laughs> sideways, that's the. Oh, I've hit one through my legs before. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Somehow went straight through my legs. Yeah, and, and then. There's a great video. Uh, I just sent it to my brother, but a guy hits and he misses. It's teed up and it goes right under. And then he's looking down at the ball, keeping his eye on the ball, and the ball just comes straight up and hits him <laughs> in the eye. I mean, it's unreal. That's why golf is so. I, I love it so much, and what makes it so funny is stuff that seems impossible happens, and it happens to the worst golf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for you to be able to swing a full swing with a driver teed up and make the ball hit you in the eye i mean you you just can't, right. can't no one can do that you couldn't replicate you, it if you, you tried you know you, you just can't yeah and for that to happen that's that's the that's the beauty of golf is just you, you your club you hold it wrong you dig a bad swing duffing it is you know you're at least like all right it went forward right but I mean, it can go sideways. <laughs> I mean, as you know, I've had to yeah. yell four on a driving yeah. range before. Yeah, he was hitting in the net just to quick tell the story, and he just uh, would have sliced it. I guess to his, <laughs> mm-hmm. he sliced it, and all. And so, like, he's hitting, he's kind of hitting farther back because he just took lessons, and so he's hitting farther back, and the range is up, and so, but up to the right, and so he slices it, and it just comes flying down the line. <laughs> Of people, and he has to yell four. <laughs> but no one knows to when someone yells four at a range. Yeah, like the, the people don't know where it's coming. From. Like they don't understand what's happening. As far as they know, everybody's hitting in line with them. Yeah, where could this ball be coming from? And it just comes. And there's a net there to try to stop it. But his slice was so good that the ball, which is crazy to think that you can hit a ball that goes straight and takes a hard right and then almost gains speed at that turn. And all these people had to drop to the ground at the rain. They don't, you know, they don't know where it comes from. I mean, man, when you get, when somebody else for you on a golf course, you just, Ryan Malone, He's he's like four. He's a very deep four. We mm-hmm. all love his four because it's very just like four. Yeah, I had a guy one day behind us playing, and I mean he was yelling four. I mean it was every hole. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, what are you? What's happening back there? <laughs> like, I mean every. I've had fights. That's where fights happen. People hit into people, and uh, I've I've had it where I've almost someone got into it with us. Our neighbor, our neighbor hit. Uh, one guy hits. Ball goes on his tee box, my neighbor Dwayne, and he uh, 
He goes on this tee box. These people are teeing off. So they look at us and throw their hands up like, what are you doing? And it's it's sitting here. You're like, I always think when someone hits into you, you always should go, don't get mad. What do you think they want to hit into you? Yeah. Do you think that they're going, I hope I get into a argument with this stranger? Right. No, nobody wants to hit into you. Uh, so we have to go over there and we're like, dude, I t and I tell him that. I'm like, no, we're not trying to. He yelled four. You didn't hear it. We're sorry. But obviously, obviously, why we're not trying to hit into you. Mm -hmm. And then as we do that, my other neighbor, Felix, that's with us, he's kind of near us off to the side a little bit. And he's hitting and he's hitting in an opposite direction. And I get everybody kind of calmed down. And then Felix hits it to the right and hits the cart with the guy's wife in it. And she just goes, oh, come on, guys. And I mean, at that point, it looks, I'll go, and I just had to, I was like, look, he might have been trying to do that. I can't apologize for that one because I don't know what his plan was with that. But I mean, just to get the emotions calmed down, that's what I, I yeah. Golf is just, it's beautiful. You know, basketballs don't shoot off in weird directions. No. Like, I, I just love the idea of, like, it's just you see stuff. The worst golf in the world could hit a shot that a trick shot artist couldn't do yeah. because they're just so – The laws know. of physics don't apply. Sometimes. They don't. Yeah. John Augustine, who just played at the AMX uh, tournament, he, he can top one on purpose. Oh, and so yeah. he'll do that when people come and they'll be like, hey, this guy's playing in the Masters. And they're like, whoa. And then they all watch him at the driving range, and he'll just top it, and yeah. he goes just nowhere. And they're like, oh, that guy's playing the message. All right, so we talked about golf. Uh, can't help it. I'll have to start my own golf podcast and just uh, – So, uh, as always, we'll start off with comments uh, from YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Apple Podcast Reviews, uh, or you can email us at nateland at natebargatsy.com. Max Parsons. Most people say those were simpler times when referring to pre-internet, cell phone, social media, etc. But not Nate. Nate sees the simpler times as being when Neanderth Neanderthals, is that how you say it? Neanderthals. 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 Yeah. When Neanderthals, there's no way they use that word to describe themselves. <laughs> that's too big of a word. They didn't, you know. That's what we, we call them a gigantic word. I'm trying to do a new joke about big words. Big words are just to make people feel stupid. Yeah. And that's and that's and that would be that. And I might actually use that in the 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 bit is because you cause Neanderthals would be like, Well, you're a Neanderthal. And you're like, Well, I don't even know what that is. And they're like, exactly. And you're like, Well, you're only using that word to make me feel dumb. Uh-huh. And then you use what and you know, what is a Neanderthal? It's like a caveman, right? Mm -hmm. So you always go, Well, why don't we just say caveman? Why do you gotta fancy the word up a little bit? And it's so y'all can pay for your so y'all can say your education means something so y'all talk different had all right nate sees the simpler times as being when neanderthals uh, that's like bartholomew like i have a real yeah. hard time with that one nate sees the simpler times as being when neanderthals had to eat 10 hours a day to stay alive and gave almost a sigh of disappointment that things aren't that way anymore this is the seinfeld of podcasts a show about nothing but somehow it's funny and i keep coming back for more p.s please do more states we are going to do more states. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, because I said it was, it was when they ate 10 hours a day to stay alive. You said something like, but the one they didn't have anything else to do back then. It was yeah. a simpler time. It was a simpler time. <laughs> is that not a simpler time? For sure. That is the simplest time. You just got to eat. That sounds like to get a lot. Because you got to, it's not like you can just go to a grocery store. You know, you got to find that Yeah, food. but they don't know that. You know, it's not like they are. <laughs> 
living behind a Publix going, what's in there? And they don't know that just they can get, you know, well, you can just buy fish in there. They don't even know how hard they had it. No. Right? They had no idea. Yeah. People don't, you don't know until you, you know later. That's right. You don't know what you don't know. Simpler times. Yeah. Caitlin McKinsky could be right. Machinsky or McKinsky? Caitlin, I work at a university. My plan is to become a professor, so I feel like I can help clear up the confusion. All professors teach courses. An adjunct is hired semester to semester and paid per course rather than salaried. An adjunct. Still not. Is that better? You're hired semester to semester and paid per course. You get cash after you get done teaching your class. They just walk up and give you a envelope, a full hondo, of cash. and they give you here you go, a couple hundred, a little extra for Christmas. And you're like, oh, I appreciate it. this history. Been pretty fun to me, actually. I mean, just getting you're just piece by piece. She wants to be a regular, a real professor. Yeah, she went on. I, I left that part out because it would have really confuse you. But she explained every professor and what the different levels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's the general idea. Yeah, but yeah. adjunct professor is someone that's not salaried by the university. They're paid per class. Yeah, they just like to bounce around. It'd be someone... Do they do they want to be a professor, though? I have a friend who's adjunct professor at Vanderbilt. He teaches a business class. Yeah. And he's... Happy with what he's doing. Yeah. He does. He's not trying to be something. He no. doesn't... He's like, oh, I like this. I get to do my own thing, mix it up. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if they make as much, though, as a professor. For that one class, yeah, I mean, you get paid class by class. If you really, or though, like down. a celebrity, they might get paid more, right? Yeah, who are you, you talking know? to? No, oh, he was nodding. Oh. No, answer our question. <laughs> I mean, Aaron's Aaron started his own look. podcast within the podcast. He's, I mean, my, he's over here. What is going on? I look at three feet. He's to just the left. my goodness. <laughs> Everybody, please welcome to listen to Aaron Land. When is it air? Aaron's airs during Nate Land. Sorry. I didn't know you guys were going to do something together. Just give me he a heads up. He's answered the question. I'm sorry about that, man. Let's go. What was the answer? He said, no, they don't get paid as much. They don't get paid as but much. But like Pete Buttigieg. When but they was, might like when, the freedom. Yeah, well, my, it's, my wife is an adjunct professor at NTSU. But her day job is an accounting manager somewhere else. Oh, so it's like a side thing. Like, she likes teaching. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what I'm saying, though, it's not a full-on. But if she doesn't want to be a full professor. She has no desire. But she's like, I still like to teach. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't know we had an adjunct professor in this world. (laughs) Where we at? We had a whole. You go, I I do it uh, every day. Yeah. What? (laughs) I'm glad you talked to him, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. Good job, man. Aaron. Pete Buttigieg was an adjunct professor at Notre Dame when he was yeah. mayor of South Bend. Yeah. He taught like an urban development class or something. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you're doing it, and it's just it's a good thing for your resume. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah, say I'm an adjunct so. professor. Yeah. They should come up with a better name. <laughs> adjunct doesn't sound, you know, I would almost, if you're, if I'm interviewing you and you go, I'm an adjunct professor, I'd be like, uh... Thank you, but no. Uh, we don't do that stuff in our... It just sounds bad. I don't know. And then someone walks out, they go, what was she? I think she said she's a junkie. She's a, she's a junkie. She said, I'm a, a junkie. That's how I would hear it and go, well, that's crazy. You just say that out loud. Uh, Lauren Alyssa. Alyssa. 
I'm from Las Vegas, and I just wanted to let Aaron know that the casinos each have a uh, signature fragrance that is pumped into the air vents, so it creates a certain smell in the hotels. I'm assuming other places probably have this, too. Okay. That's like Starbucks. His inventions. Oh, oh, that was one of his inventions. You're making dangerous assumptions there, Lauren. Oh. She's just assuming other places have it, too. Yeah. I mean, that's for commercial use, but that's a very way to say it where you're just annoyed with the person talking. (laughs) Casinos do it. I'm assuming other places, too. (laughs) And then you go, well, I don't, I said other places probably do it. Right. I want a residential, residential units. Yeah. You're inventing just like an something that's also already invented, but you're just like, I what guess. if we did it in tree houses? And you're like, oh, I guess that's never been done. And you go, yeah, yeah. Look, I've lost confidence in the in the invention idea since I said it. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah, I've lost confidence in okay. it for sure. But yeah, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Uh, Pastor Will Rose, the story of the fast food heist reminded me of a prank my friends and I did in high school. One evening, we taped a sign on the drive through menu and speaker that said, speak really, really loud, microphone is broken. And then we went into the restaurant to listen to people scream their orders so that everyone in the restaurant could hear them. It was pretty dang entertaining. Every time I go through a drive through I laugh thinking about it. You know, give yourself a memory every time you go to the drive through yeah. which cool. is pretty good memory. That's very funny to hear them Number one, just people. I mean, and then the inside just going, "What is going on with everybody today? What is this town has gone crazy?" <laughs> Wally Gustafson, this guy was. It's like a Beauty and the Beast. Uh, is when he Gustav? Isn't it Gust something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This comes from this is some old money right here. <laughs> Love the podcast and was laughing so hard at the baby cage discussion. In 1988, I visited Finland with my family, and we went to the grocery store. As we were walking in, I noticed roughly 12 baby strollers lined up neatly all filled with live babies crying and doing whatever babies do when they think they might have been abandoned. I asked our host family while the babies were sitting there alone, to which they responded, who wants to bring a crying baby into the store with them? People literally left their babies outside unattended in 1988. Times have changed. Keep up the great work. I think I've seen this. I've read something about that. Yeah. They would they just it was it was almost like it was that safe of a place that you could leave your baby. In Finland? I, in Finland. I think look, if you're brave enough, I think you could leave a baby at a Walmart Nonsville Road. I don't just try to make up some <laughs> yeah. I think you could leave it. I think someone that wants to steal a baby, you have to be is, you know, you might go, hey, we should steal that baby. And someone's like, that's a, what are you going to do with the baby? And he's mm-hmm. like, you're right. And then they would move on. I think it's, it, I, I mean, people are still in babies, but you would have to, it'd have to be, you'd have to get someone that's prepared to yeah. steal a baby. Yeah. But I mean, I'm definitely not going to, I was not saying we should leave babies. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't in this confidence. There was just a case locally where someone got carjacked and their baby was in the back seat mm-hmm. and the car was found soon after abandoned i mean the baby was fine yeah but i think to your point when that happens people don't want that baby it's a it's yeah. i mean it's 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 not as easy to get the you know i don't, I don't know it's not as you know you can't how do you you should probably get sell it to like someone that wants to adopt that's just a lot <laughs> that's a little bit more you know why just still baby dude just don't like we do we do car radios <laughs> 
You think you think you're like you don't have someone that can do a baby? You're like I mean, it's a whole nother world, dude. That's like this the big leagues right there. You know that's yeah. We just like steal stuff out of trucks. <laughs> Paul Emmy Mueller hearing Nate give advice about healthy eating because he feels better after his week of homemade steak and burritos is like listening to a newlywed couple give relationship advice. Paul, let me tell you something. We have gone off the rails. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I people don't understand me eating just homemade steak and burritos is a gigantic step. Yeah. yeah. If you're eating processed food all the time, trust me, I it is huge. And I'm just trying to give because health. I my my problem with healthy when people talk about eating healthy, they you know people always say they uh. I might have talked about it, but eating fruit, someone would be like, oh, you don't eat too much fruit. No one's getting fat because they're eating too much fruit. No one is, you know, just a big guy. Like, what do you do? Like, I just have an orange problem. <laughs> that's just not, that's not happening. Yeah. But like real healthy people, I do get the idea. They don't, you shouldn't eat that much fruit because there's sugar, sugar in the fruit. Yeah. But for a me, like st- eat all the fruit you want. Yeah. Right. Do whatever you want. My, the guy that's going to help me eat better uh, which is Klug, uh, Matt uh, McQuiston is a strong man. Uh, but he's he's really just like, just getting, I'm just trying to get you to eat at home. Yeah. He's like, let's just eat at home, and then we will make adjustments from there. And that's what I'm saying. to. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people that don't, I don't understand healthy stuff. Yeah. I don't but you've gone off the rails since then? You've been eating outside? Uh, you know, it's just people are in town. You got to go eat with someone. And like, yeah. it's, you got like, you don't realize how much you're like, you know, we have uh, a buddy coming in this week. I had uh, Justin Smith stop by. He was doing a road gig. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to become the house. If you got if a comic has a long road gig, mm-hmm. I let him stay here, which I mean, we're good friends with Justin mm-hmm. And so he, Justin was driving to Elon University. It's like a 17-hour drive from yeah. Oklahoma. So he came here and stayed, went and did the show, came back and stayed, and then drove back home. Uh, but, like, Justin was here, so then we go eat. And then, you, you know, you have uh, the fight. You just, like, have, like, stuff. It's, yeah. like, very hard to for someone like me to not go, ah, we should just go, right. let's just get a burger somewhere. Like, uh-huh. you know, so that's where I'm going. But I do, I do, yeah, I get it. I'm not, definitely not healthy. Uh, when you say the fight, you're talking about UFC. The UFC fight. Yeah. Yeah. McGregor. Great fight, by Poirier. Way. Great fight. Wow. Uh, the other kid, the one the one before him, Chandler. Yeah. Uh, he's local. Nashville guy. Nashville yeah. guy. Trains here. Uh, so, yeah. UFC is, I love UFC. UFC, you may tell you what UFC does good. What, what they do so good is uh, their post-conference is wonderful. The UFC is becoming one of my favorite leagues. How open and like they just talk about stuff. Yeah, is no league does it. I'm so tired of NFL interviews and NBA. You know, it's like how was it? Like, well, the game was like whatever. Blah. They say the same stuff. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do next year? They're like, I don't know what I'm going to do next year. And I get that they might, some might not know, but it's like there's no answers. Mm-hmm. No one gets any answers out of these. They ask them the same dumb questions. They answer the same ways. You interview Nick Saban. After every yeah, inter- what's he gonna say? Well, they played hard. We didn't play hard. You're like, no one cares, dude. Like, give us something or don't do the interview. Yeah, you know all those interview moments that have gone viral and are famous among sports fans, like the playoffs yeah. and you know they are who we thought they yeah. were. Practice. There's like one of those every week in the UFC. I feel like all the time. All the there's time. There's something entertaining and hilarious. So they on. do it. 
I mean, I watched the post. So Dana Dana White goes, and it, he's so the big question uh, with UFC is Khabib because Khabib retired, and so is he going to come back? And he, you know, he hints that he would maybe come back, and he wanted to watch these fights, and he was like, "Let me see if anybody if anybody shows like they're great, and I want to fight them, then I'll come back." And so he was he was not. So Dana White goes. Uh, to the post conference, and they said, "Have you, you know, every the only question people want to know is, did Khabib think he'd want to fight one of these guys?" Yeah. And uh, he goes, "Yeah, I talked to Khabib, and Khabib just said, Dana, be be honest with yourself. I'm better than all of these guys. <laughs> yeah. This is it's a waste of my time to fight him." But Dana said that to us. Dana yeah. went from talking to Khabib and then told us, yeah. "No league does that." Yeah. If you're asking Tom Brady if he's going to come back every week. There's not an answer. I don't know. I don't know. He's not going to go. There's uh-huh. no answer. Maybe, you know, yeah. it's all this cat and mouse kind of game. And with Dana, it's like, no, no, I talked to Khabib. Eh, he doesn't, he wasn't impressed with anybody. <laughs> and they just openly just say everything. Mm-hmm. And that's, man, that's a, it is a breath of fresh air as far as watching. I mean, I watched the post, I watched the entire uh, post conference. Yeah. I mean, the, it's an hour and a half. I just watch everybody come out. Mm-hmm. They call each other out. They say yeah. what they want to go do. Dana yeah. says, like, he, you know, he doesn't always, like, say what kind of fights he's planning, but he kind of goes, yeah, I talked to him. I'm trying to plan it. Let's see what happens. Uh-huh. See, you know, the being transparent, right, that, that mm-hmm. is – that's – man, it feels great. And the yeah. UFC does a really good job at that. And and they do a really good job of uh, having big fights, you know? Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a big fan of UFC, but I only know so many guys. I'm not as – I'm not into mixed martial arts where I know all, like – you know, everybody. I didn't really know who that Chandler guy was. Yeah. But he had a good story and he was fun. And uh, all right. Matthew Gerber. Gerber. From from the Gerber? <laughs> the Gerber baby. What if that's I mean, he could be loaded. Mr. 36 Donuts is making wills. No problem. Love it. Is there oh. That was it? No, that's just part of a larger issue, which is that I have no credibility anymore on this podcast. Any prediction I make, any statement is just Oh, you're making because you're making. Wills. I'm the guy who said he could eat 36 donuts yeah. and ate 13. Yeah, and you said you could make wheels. Is that what you're saying? I yes. said I could easily yeah. make a wheel, and Brian yeah. didn't think I could. Yeah, and none of our viewers or listeners did either. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's nobody did. I didn't say it would be easy, man. Yeah. I said I'd figure it out. As you go speak to the town and go, I think I want to try to make a wheel, <laughs> and they go, Oh, yeah, are you gonna like you ate. 25 pineapples last week. <laughs> Did he? Like, no, not even close. Uh, all right. And then people just walk off. I yeah. think you would be like the town yeah. crier. Uh-huh. Is that what it yeah. like? The town just, crier, yeah. You're just always yelling that you're going to do stuff. I'm going to make a will. And then you're like, well, we'll make it. You're mm-hmm. like, well, I just want y'all to know <laughs> that I'm thinking about it. You know what my strategy is, though? This is my strategy in life. I had a friend in college who... He'd play beer pong a lot and he would always call he'd call every shot you know yeah and he'd miss most of them but you remember the ones that you make yeah and we're like oh i got called it you know that's yes. that's my strategy that long is, term that is yeah long term that is true you mm-hmm. do it you got to be around enough different people mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. so you, your 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 network of people you're saying that to you can't be the same people right because they're going to see through it that's true so i'm done on this podcast i can't you do can't it do again. it anymore but elsewhere in life hey your other podcast that y'all started here <laughs> this one maybe y'all could do it aaron land aaron land when is it air right in the middle of nate land <laughs> cranjus mcbasketball mcbasketball cranjus mcbasketball 
It's crazy. That guy's real name. Uh, <laughs> penguin. Penguin is one thing, but how about how Brianna pronounces wheel? Wheel? How do you say it? Probably like me. You both people, say it the same way. A few yeah. people pointed out I, I say wheel. I say wheel. And how is he, how are you supposed to say it? Wheel. Wheel. Yeah. Wheel. Yeah, we don't do enough wheel. Oil. Oil. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to say it. We say oil. Yeah. I got to get my oil changed. <laughs> I say that a lot. If someone's outside of yeah. talks like me, they're like, what? And then it's like. Uh, say tenfold. I don't even say it. Tenfold. I go, I say motor oil because I know that you're at least put that together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we say tin full. Yeah, yeah, we just do. That's how we. That's how it is. Wheel. I, well, I talked about it. they had to change all the words for me on uh, wheel. David Robertson. For your information, wiki is a Hawaiian term that means quick. I only know this because I visited my brother on a naval basis in Hawaii, and we had to take the wiki wiki bus from Honolulu <laughs> Airport. It means quick, quick. It is now germane to looking things up quickly online. Wiki, wiki, wiki bus. <laughs> That's a very funny bus to take. Uh, you're not on that long, but it's fun to, <laughs> fun to, by the time you stop laughing, you're off. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Wolniski, Wolniski, Nate, a gasp is a breath in, not a breath out. You kept excelling when reacting Aaron's gasp about the iPhone. It sounded like you were ex- exasperated, not amazed. Reenacting. I was a lot of things during that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw some people commented on uh, uh, All Things Comedy posted that clip. Mm-hmm. And then people were commenting. I saw those. Like, they're like, yeah, dude, were you not impressed with the iPhone? Like, uh, the idea of people understand anything <laughs> about comedy. To go, yeah, dude, what do you think? I'm just like, no, I'm not, bro. I'm not impressed <laughs> by the iPhone. I mean, my God. What did, like, the whole, like, the podcast should just be, like, uh, wow, I gasped. Yeah, you should have. It was a, a new iPhone. Next <laughs> next thing. Let's move on to the next thing. Uh, I mean, people just take the, they suck the fun out of life, dude. Like, everything's so serious. Yeah. Bradley Geck. I would love to see Aaron call and try to cancel his gym membership live on the podcast. Keep up the good work, folks. We should do it. We should, feel, we, we should, you, have you canceled it? No. no. And then, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's no way you you know more than one person suggested this. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. I think we we do it. We're we're posted uh, on. Yeah, maybe we we yeah we need we should do it. Okay, I'll do it whenever, man. Yeah, I, I I'm not. I literally just keep forgetting until we talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I dread phone calls. Yeah, you know, I just dread yeah. them. But yeah, because we can hook up like the phone call and stuff and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're all right. We're do it. Try to do it next week. Right. He's already canceled on his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll reenact it for us. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so all right. Sorry. Magic Spoon. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. I've been eating Magic Spoon. It remind it just it's like cereal, like we've always said. Cereal I ate as a kid. Mm-hmm. Talk about eating healthy. This is a way to do it. This is like a trick that you feel like you're eating kid cereal. Yeah. The best cereal, yeah. the fruity, yeah. the cocoa, and it's easy. It tastes great. You guys have been eating it. Mm-hmm. You guys are liking it. Uh, I, I I love it. It's it's. I mean, it's you know, again, eating at home, mm-hmm. which is my main focus. And Magic Spoon is just you can you know you can't really be lazier than cereal. 
cereals the the easiest healthiest the easiest meal to put together yes for sure just that milk do whatever you want water if you were being a weirdo <laughs> uh zero sugar 11 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving four flavors cocoa fruity frosted and blueberry it tastes amazing i mean i love it it's keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy-free low-carb and gmo-free it's all of the free stuff you want mm -hmm. i love uh cocoa cocoa is my favorite uh, go to magicspoon.com slash Nate to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code Nate at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with 100% happiness guaranteed. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. So make sure you go do Magic Spoon. Look, start your day off. If you're going to do one meal, make it nice and easy. You're not, no one's around. You don't have to, lunch is always with someone. Dinner, you're always eating out. Just do a nice and easy, quick magic spoon. That's magicspoon.com slash Nate and use the code Nate to save $5 off. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. A uh, couple things that we've had happen uh, uh, recently is uh, we've noticed, uh, speaking of wiki, our Wikipedia pages has been updated. Yeah, dude, it's so great. <laughs> yeah, or mine. Has. Yeah, yours. Uh, on July 8th, 2020, Bargetti started a podcast titled The Nate Land Podcast, which is available on YouTube and Spotify. Bargetti co hosts a lighthearted podcast with fellow comedians Brian Boo Boo Bear Bates <laughs> and Aaron Like the Grill Weber. <laughs> the podcast revolves around the three hosts picking a seemingly benign topic like calendars or weather and then spiraling hilarious downhill to the point where Nate usually declares the topic the worst they've ever chosen or declaring himself confused and incredulously asking his fellow co-hosts questions about everything, everyday things. The podcast has been touted as a show about nothing and the hosts frequently make re references inside jokes out of the TV sitcom Seinfeld in the office. A frequent tradition is for Nate to open the show with hello folks, deem the official name for Nateland podcast followers. The first 30 minutes is usually dedicated to comments from viewers, listeners about the previous show. Typical comments are usually raves about the previous topic, people adding facts or correcting the group, and most hilariously expressing the, their disdain for Bargetsy, <laughs> Bates, or Weber, or the show as a whole. <laughs> Bargetsy famously stumbles through, famously, <laughs> stumbles through reading the comments, usually ending up with some rant or comic bit in the process. The show has received great critical acclaim with reviews doubling insightful and lighthearted as well as ridiculously funny. Recently, Weber was fan-diagnosed with gout at the young age of 28, and his scary gout foot is now a running gag. And after having this name mistaken early in the series, Brian is now frequently, frequently referred to by the wrong name, first name, often started with the letter B, he has affectionately been referred to as brisket, barnacle, butterball, and even just worried Bates. The latter referring to Bates' generally worried, looking, resting face. My personal life, Bargetsy currently resides in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, at a home with no front door. He lives with his wife, Lorraine Baines Bargetsy, <laughs> daughter to Lula, brother Wolf, and dog Macaroni Bargetsy. Wharf. Uh man, that's a that's a lot. That is great. That's funny. That's a very whoever did that. Yeah, man, it's really really good. Yeah, I mean people. I'm gonna, we're gonna send the people your way. Just go go. You know when they want to know, 
just go, yeah, just go read my Wikipedia. <laughs> that describes it. I'm pretty on board with all of that. Yeah. It kind of says that I'm great. Worf is a callback to the very first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Lorraine Baines Bargatze. <laughs> Yeah. Lorraine Baines Bargatze. I love it. it. Says every episode spirals downhill to the point where Nate declares the topic the worst they've ever chosen. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's right happened on. quite yeah. a bit. Uh, it yeah. happened today, probably. Yeah, we, I mean, I'm hoping. Uh, I did want to. We talk about eating or talk about eating out. Like I ate out the other day. Uh, this has nothing to do with anything except uh, chives. We gotta. These places gotta chill out on these chives, man. They're throwing it on everything. Uh, yeah. Everything. What happened? I had it on. E- I mean, eggs. It's just it's loaded with chives. Uh-huh. It's like I said, eggs and extra chives. Mm-hmm. And I ordered it thinking no chives, mm-hmm. and it looks like I asked for extra. <laughs> I don't. My tomatoes, no tomatoes, no onions restaurant that I want to open, but. These the people throw chives around like it's. You're gonna make it no chives too. This restaurant. Well, that's an onion. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't uh, chive, chives an onion? I didn't know yeah. what it was. Yeah, it's an onion. When I worked at the country club, I throw chives on everything. That was part of my job as the expo guy. Yeah. They'd give me the plate and like just add chives. You just sprinkle some in. Yeah. It's a low impact and it makes it look better, dude. So you just oh. kind of add It doesn't those. make it look, A. It makes it look great. Where I'm going, <laughs> they, there, there's, not a, there's not a design in the chives. It is just plumped on there. If if, if 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 you if there's a heart around my eggs and chives, then uh-huh. we can talk. Yeah, but they are just thrown <laughs> on there, making a heart. But just adding some green to the plate does wonders. I no think, one for I, plate presentation. Uh, who's look? <laughs> come on, dude. What are we? What are we at the nicest restaurant on earth? No, I'm talking about every day. You have to say no chives. I swear. I and I could. I I think I've had chives. I think someone's had chives on uh, dessert before, on ice cream. I'm really? almost positive I did somewhere. That I could be making up completely. <laughs> oh. But in my head, it it's it happened. Because <coughs> they always give me, I don't think to ask. And now I've gotten better. I try to get better where I just go in and I always go, no chives. Mm-hmm. I know you. and Because the, we just act like it. Dude, chives were banned from this country uh, <laughs> not too long ago. And one of the greatest times of my life. The most free. Oh, because there was an outbreak of something? Yeah. And so they had to just get rid of chives. Like a coli or something? And I mean, I ate out every day <laughs> with just complete confidence. I mean, I felt like a normal person not having to say, no, I don't want any something. I was like, yeah, just bring it out. As yeah. long as no chives are being thrown around. Yeah. They throw chi- chives and onion. Yeah. An onion is a tasty, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, what is it, parsley? Parsley is like, that's what you put on. That's right. like a show. If you if you want to bring the plate out to be nice, where I worked, man, we did it with chives, dude, and that was like my main job was just to add chives to stuff. So that's hilarious. I'm, I'm surprised never you didn't know that it was an onion. I don't. Know, it's just green. It's little circles that are green, right? Yeah, but it's an onion. I never thought about what it is. I know they're just there in a little bowl, and I would just sprinkle them in. That's but you're just. I know it's just insane to me that we're just throwing. Someone could order no onions and they still put chives on it. Yeah. And that's because it's like just, oh, it's decoration. Mm-hmm. I don't need direct, you know, just, I mean, I'm ordering the food. Yeah. I'm ordering eggs. I would like to eat the eggs. Yeah. I don't, when you sit down, I don't think anybody's walked out of a restaurant because the plate looked, it was like, ugh, this looks pretty rough. Put like a, lay a rose on the plate. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> You want to do some plate presentation? Maybe don't do white plates. Do a different color plate. 
How about that? that but but have that you much. walked out of a restaurant because there were chives on your eggs? I I don't go back. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I like I know that they I, I look, no one cares about this chive problem. Mm-hmm. Clearly no one's I just wanted to publicly get it out there. No one cares. Everybody's just because you assume you're supposed to just be fed chives is what you assume. Mm-hmm. You're just like that's it is what it is. You get chives. They come yeah. with chives, but yeah. it's it's like you don't ever. They don't say it in the description, so I don't know to not ask for it. Right. Yeah. It's it's just like oh yeah, we are just putting onions on everything, mm-hmm. and it's a problem. It's I mean it's a problem <laughs> for me. Yeah, I don't like chives either. They put it on baked potato. Yeah. They, a lot of stuff. Yeah, baked potato. You at least know they usually that's kind of goes with. Yeah, if you want part to, of a loaded baked yeah, potato. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like if you, but they they throw it on stuff where you don't expect it, mm-hmm. and then you're like, what are these doing? Do they throw it on pasta? Like, and they're just sprinkling, it, and it's just you can't get that out. You can't yeah. get that out. I just try to pick it out, and it's just, <laughs> it's like you know, it's like when Kramer was chewing gum in the dough that he made, where it just like it gets mixed in. You're like, yeah, it, you're not getting it out. Yeah. Mm. Eggs are tough to scrape it off too. Yeah, because then you you know you get them over medium little yolk. It's like surgery because you can't pop that yolk yet. Mm-hmm. So all right, this is nothing to do. But I, I wanted to make a point. <laughs> well, I'm hoping there's a change. It's a good segue to our topic because this guy had a job, chive yeah. placer. That's right, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Today we were going to talk about jobs, kind of odd jobs that we've had, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you were. Where'd you work at? I worked at a country club in Hendersonville called Bluegrass Country Club. Oh, I, I did. You play golf there? I did uh, my mid am. I tried out for a mid am tournament. Oh yeah, at uh, Bluegrass. I got a a hat from them. I've wore it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll wear it again. But like, mm-hmm. uh, there. Yeah, I did my mid am tournament. Didn't make it. Yeah. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do real tournaments. It was a very funny. We do this mid am tournament. So if anybody doesn't know. The, and the other thing about golf, we talk about golf. Anybody, you like, I could go try to make the U.S. Open. Like you can go, you can go qualify in these all these small. That's areas. what open means, right? That's what open means. Yeah. I mean, there's no, you know, if you want to play in the NFL, there, you're not just like, hey, go try every year. Uh-huh. And but so golf, they have like amateur tournaments, mid amateur tournaments, and so mid amateurs is, you know, I'm about that's where I'm at. And you try to make a cut, and then you go play in, like, the state mid-AM. You play, like, a full four-round thing. So I played in it uh, last year. I'm going to try to play in it every year. I love, Like, it was so much fun. It's real real golf, real tournament. You know, the rules are all birdied the first hole and then kind of crumbled after that. Uh, but one guy we played with, he shot so bad. And I think he's a good golfer. It just wasn't going for him. And, uh, I mean, he was all over the place, dude. And the 10th, we get on number 10, which is kind of by that restaurant, and they got water. Yeah. On a little par three, uh-huh. he hits it into the sand, goes in the water, and then has to go back to the sand to play. So anyway, then like bare, then I think goes in the water. I mean, he gets in like an eight or nine on this par three, and when he and then he just comes over to us and takes his hat off. He goes, "All right, boys, I got a long drive ahead of me. I'm gonna get out of here," <laughs> which is the funniest yeah. way to put. Like he just quit. Like he's like, "This isn't happening." And just to go, I got a long drive ahead of me. Like he was like, <laughs> "Yeah," uh-huh. and you're like, "I'm gonna go," and he just left, and he just left after because it was like it was over. Right. Uh, but it was very fun uh, to do. But yeah, that was at your bluegrass. Show. Well, they didn't let me anywhere near the golf course. Yeah, I worked in the kitchen, mostly as an expo food runner. What does that mean? So I, they, uh, you know, they get a ticket and they prepare the whole plate, and then it was my job to take the plates and put them on a big tray and then bring them out. So I just kept track of what was going where. 
Yeah. But the expo was also you did a lot of uh, little things like add chives to stuff or. Yeah, I've done. Uh, you're standing in the the cooks are putting the stuff there. And I'm on the other side yeah. from the line yeah. cooks. Yeah. I've done just that. stacking everything. That's a kind of a fun job. You had to take it too, or would you give it to? Somebody yeah, then else? I'd run it, run it out yeah. to the to so the. You were expo and runner. Mm-hmm. What does expo mean? It, uh, expedite, Expos, expedite, like get everything oh. ready to be yeah. taken out. So the cooks are just putting the plate up there, and then you're going, and like you know, I did it at Applebee's, uh-huh. and uh, and you just kind of look and you go, all right, this is ready. You know, table thirty-five, uh-huh. chicken, whatever, yeah. broccoli, chicken Alfredo. Uh, broccoli on the side. That's how I would do it. And I'm really just not eating it. I'm just ordering broccoli on the side just so my wife doesn't go, we well, should get it. Because I'd rather just go, just leave it in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. and then, so then you put the receipt on the, the bowl. And mm-hmm. then, or, so the person, you, either the, usually the server comes and gets it. Yeah. Or he's doing it all. Right. Which I imagine a country club is not as, in, it's not like an Applebee's, it's not like a restaurant where it says uh, high volume. No, not super high volume, but it's always funny. What well, I used to compare it to uh, the great analogy I heard was like a a geese swimming on the on a pond. Yeah, you know, on the outside yeah. it looks very smooth, and then you go under yeah. the water and it's chaos. Just to walk from like the the dining room of this yeah. country club back to the kitchen where it's just animals yeah, back yeah. there, just yeah. everybody yelling and cursing <laughs> yeah. and everything else. Yeah, yeah, they, they do that. With hectic, they, that's man. a big saying where they do the like a duck. It's yeah. like, don't show them all the hard work that you're doing. Right. Usually they do it for, like, more things than just being expo at a <laughs> restaurant. That that analogy would be for, <laughs> you know, a Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. <laughs> That's usually where, where someone says, you know, I mean, it's like it's like people hang that poster on the wall when they're trying to be a professional ballerina when they're <laughs> six years old and their toes are bleeding. And it's going, don't show them all your hard work. But... I would imagine, yeah. Also, running food is a long. Well, I was lines. the Michael Jordan of Expo. You I were. Think. I think you were so. very good at it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a big analogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that do you know that analogy is like they? You just you only know that analogy from them at that restaurant. No. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering. You never. You miss. Uh, That's the only thing I've missed, used it for. You miss 100 percent of the shots that you take. <laughs> yeah. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, Aaron Weber. <laughs> It's something we used to say at my country club, dude. We always said the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, 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 <laughs> That's yeah. Really- yeah. that would be very funny to only be you call it bluegrass, bluegrass. Yeah, the only, yeah. The, the only, uh, all your references are just <laughs> yeah. like all these things. You're like, where'd you hear that? You're like, ah, oh, this guy I used to work with. You're like, uh-huh. that's a big saying, man. <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, it's well, it rest- I, I did like that about waiting tables. I love the idea of waiting tables. It is, it is the chaos of. When you're like in the world, I used to, I used to, when we wait tables, I was, you know what everybody's eating that you're serving. You kind of know where they're at, you know, that they, oh, they probably need drinks now. They probably need this. And so it's like, what's going on in your head? You couldn't even descri- like describe it. It's, you're just brain is just like going. And it is inside the kitchen is nuts. Yeah. Screaming, uh-huh. yelling, all this stuff. And then you go outside, it's like, hello. Like, exactly. you know, and you're yeah. presenting yourself. Right. See, my favorite part of that job. I'm just remembering this. My favorite part of the job is the upper level of bluegrass. You're not allowed to wear shorts. Yeah. This is a country club. So I got to, we got to take turns kicking people out that were wearing shorts. And that oh. was like the most fun you could you have. You loved it. It was the most, yeah. it was the only moment where you had any power yeah. at that place. Yeah. You know, you're just an idiot with like a black tux on standing yeah. there. 
And then some dude would wear it, have like flannel shorts on, and you have to walk up and tell him to leave. <laughs> it was so great, dude. I remember this guy had green flannel. She had just got done playing golf, so he just came up to eat, and I had to walk up and go, "Excuse me, sir. Uh, only long pants are permitted." up here and he's like these are 180 dollars shorts <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was like well you can go down to our pro shop you can get some long pants down there it was like the one thing we had so when you saw somebody with shorts you're like oh it's gonna be a good day yeah you, so you enjoyed it you're, yeah yeah especially because i was an expert i wasn't getting tips from yeah. these people if i were a server i would have been more delicate about yeah. it but like a 19 year old kid with no money yeah. you get to go tell these guys these rich have, guys exactly yeah. you get to tell them they have to leave yeah feels pretty good yeah did uh they they could go eat downstairs with shorts? Yeah, they, they could, could go eat ups. at the yeah the card room or yeah, whatever downstairs. Yeah, the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> hey buddy, you got to get out. There's a look. There's a Captain D's open across the street. You go take your dumb legs over there, or you can go buy some pants. You're just ruthless with these guys. Uh, hey, Mister Johnson, there's a there's an Arby's that's about to close. If you want to. Take those hot legs over there. <laughs> Otherwise, if you want any of what we're doing yeah. in here, I'd, I'd, let's class it up a little bit. We need you right? and your white calves to get yeah. out of here right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need you and your white, your black socks to beat it. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I worked at a golf course. Yeah. Uh, I worked at a hermitage golf course when my first job opryland also opryland theme park and hermitage were my first two uh when you're young jobs and uh we lived down the street from well hermitage golf course we could never have played there growing up it was expensive to play there but then there's all these trees and then that street we lived on so i could walk down our street and then cut through these trees to get to the golf course and uh I mean, it would look like just like a poor person's entrance into this golf. Uh -huh. You know, like how we got to go in just yeah. like through, like I'm going like under a fence and thorns. And then you're like, hey, just in a parking lot. And uh, so I worked at Hermitage Golf Course and I would, we did, uh, we you do driving range, pick up the balls, cleaning carts. I loved it. I get the idea. There's a lot of retired guys that uh, work at uh, golf courses and I get it. I get it. Like they're just retired. You know, it's not like they need a really any giant income coming in. Just mm -hmm. they like to golf. They like to be around golf. And I mean, I, I totally get it. You just get carts, you go, you kind of help people out. You I like, you like helping people out, tell mm -hmm. them what to do. Like it's fun. And, uh, we worked there at the driving range, but I remember our driving range cart at Hermitage, when we would pick it up, they, the carts. So it's usually it's metal fences all around you because people are hitting golf balls, you know, and, and while you're driving around. But the back of our thing wasn't metal; it was a net, and the net wasn't tied down to anything. So if a ball hit it, it just comes in. It's I mean, it doesn't fall; it stays in the net, yeah. but it just hits you. Uh -huh. So you would just be getting hit all the time. You would have to make turns quick, yeah, because you just couldn't. Because you're like, I'm going to get drilled. They're trying to hit you I too, mean, right? I, yeah. 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 I mean, I like, I don't, I, that's a, I don't try to hit the cart now really anymore. I, f I feel like it's a younger man's. Uh -huh. Once you get older, you kind of get over it. But I, yeah, but you got some young kids out there. I mean, that's uh, all they're trying to do. Like uh -huh. they, 
you just watch their body turn wherever you go. Like it's, yeah. and they're trying to act like they're not, but you're like, I see you moving. <laughs> I see you going. He's right. Why? I mean, no one, no one is practicing at a range going, I'm going to go to the right side and the left side the whole time. They kind of pick a flag and that's where they're hitting at. Yeah. And they're just trying to drill you and you just, whoosh. and when it hits, dude, you don't see it. It just, uh-huh. and it just kind of goes. There's another driving range in Herman. They put a car out there yeah which is that was a pretty good idea uh, yeah i've been to that one yeah, yeah. just set a real car mm-hmm. just put it in the middle of the driving range and people just aim at that car yeah. which is kind of and that kind of distract that's like the red flag with the bull if you're mm-hmm. picking up range balls you, you just got something else out there uh-huh. for all these maniacs to mm-hmm. hit at uh but i worked yeah i worked there uh we had one cart break almost went in the water the lake that was fun uh we're trying to pull it up down uh, this the brakes went out now, it's one of the stupider, you know, I, I do stupid things, but just dumb 16-year-old. The break, yeah, like the, it ran out of juice. And so it was down at the bottom of this hill. So we're trying to pull it up and there's a lake. And so we tied just like a hose from one cart to the other hose. Yeah. And then both got in the first car and drove, which is like, why do you not want to stay in the other car to just press the brake? But, you know, you're just 16, and so we both just get in the other car, and then, of course, it breaks because it's a hose, yeah. and it's running down the hill, and I have to run next to it, and I, I get the wheel turned just enough to hit a tree. Yeah. Otherwise, it was just in the lake. right in the water. Oh, man. I mean, just in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I loved it. That would be a fun job to have at that age, man. Yeah, it's a perfect you – know? it's a job – yeah, it's a job that I uh, – yeah, I, I wish I would have stayed at it longer than I did. I, I you know, I mean, I was like sixteen. They used to have the LPGA out there mm-hmm. in the Hermitage, and I would carry the scorecard for that and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Sarah Lee Classic. Sarah Lee Classic. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was walked there. It was like it was it was great. And so we would do that. And then I worked at Opryland. I've never had real jobs. Like I worked one sales. I worked in one office building. Uh. And we were on a sales team, and we would make sales calls, and they moved me down to the mailroom, and all my buddies <laughs> stayed up in the top. So usually the mail you move up you from the start from the mailroom, mail start from yeah. the mailroom, and go to the top. And I was at the top, and then went to the bottom. I, I mean, I remember riding in the elevator, and then they open and they go, "You all just work down here." And I went in, and the mail guy's like, "How you doing?" Like. And then I just went and worked with him. <laughs> and where was this? At uh, Lifeway. Yeah. Uh, I used to, when I, it was like out of high school, and you were, uh-huh. you were supposed to do just sales calls. Yeah. And I, I just wasn't good at it. So they, they, they go, all right. And they moved me down <laughs> to the mailroom. And I wrote, I remember riding, it was a long elevator down. <laughs> I mean, you're going to mailroom, you know, mailroom's not on floor 19. <laughs> right, it's, right. You're going below where below the, B, below the lobby. B. Yeah. yeah, you're going. What's down here? <laughs> That's where the mail comes in, <laughs> and you're going to be delivering it. And all my friends are at the top. Oh man, were you reading scripts like that for the sales calls? I think so. I don't even really remember, but I think so. It was like reading scripts or yeah. you know whatever it was. <laughs> and but I just I'd love to see you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Please welcome or please call. Something I don't know. I you don't asked even know. Them, you asked them over the phone how to pronounce the word. Yeah, how you doing, neighbor Getsy? Uh, I'm gonna come at you. How do you feel about this word? How if would you, you could, say this? Oh, I'm trying to think. What's like a nice big word like to Neanderthal? Neanderthal, like just to go. You know, these aren't the 
N E. I just start spelling it. They're like, "What's that?" You go, "What's that word?" They go, "Neanderthal." I'll go. These aren't those times anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Terrible. That could be a good selling call. Just to start spelling a word, if you just throw them off, they're like, "What's that?" Yeah. Do sales calls still work? People call. You know, they call I, your phone all the time. Does yeah. that work? I I had, that was my last job before I quit and went full time stand up was. Yeah. Doing that, I I made zero sales in all the time that I worked at this company, but I made hundreds and hundreds of phone calls, cold calls to people, yeah. and I couldn't, I never could get good at it because I'm sitting there thinking, if I were this guy, I'd be like so annoyed that yeah. this dude's calling me. Yeah, yeah. So I just, <laughs> I started to try to be like, there you go, hello, and I go, hey, this is uh, Aaron with this company. Um, I'd love to just talk about like what you got going on. <laughs> The guy's like, why? Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe, to, maybe see, you know, yeah. I could sell you anything. He's like, no, we're not interested. I just couldn't figure out how to frame it. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just, I'm not, some people are good at that. Yeah. To just cold yeah, call yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I I could never separate myself. They, yeah. The company I worked at, they were even like, just say a different name if you want. Yeah. And just like get in character. And I was uh, like, I can't do that. Separating yourself is a good way to put it. That is, uh, I, I yeah. can't do that either. Like yeah. you can't. Yeah, there's a lot of people that can like, oh, I do like a different accent. And they like it's Dude. fun to them to be this character, and I can't. That separate yourself is a yeah, there's your the good analogy. Yeah, that sounds like something out of the back of a that's, restaurant, <laughs> and that's a that's a really good analogy. You can't separate yourself because I that's all I ever felt with all this stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm me. Right. So whatever I'm, I it's not a made up person asking uh-huh. you. It's me, and I feel like you're gonna be like. Like you feel, you feel like the person's like going to be like, come on, Aaron, you know, I don't want to do this. And you go, I know, dude, they're making me, I'm sorry. I should never, I feel bad. Like that's what you feel. I always wanted to say that on a phone call. Like, listen, dude, like I just, I have to make this call. I don't want to, I don't care. I don't want to, you know, Yeah. you can't do that. I would be the worst at sales. I've never done it because I know I'd be bad at it. I don't want to bother. Did you have any jobs? What was your weird, (laughs) you worked at channel five, but I mean, I don't, you haven't, I mean, you haven't bounced around a lot. I mean, in. My first job in high school, I've, I've had jobs that aren't odd in them stuff. They're odd to think I did them. Yeah. I worked at a trucking company. Yeah. I worked for tobacco farmers. Yeah. Did you really? What'd you do at the tobacco farm? Uh, just every level of tobacco from planting it to cutting it to harvesting it. Really? <laughs> yeah. These were, well, these were different times back then. <laughs> well, they yeah. were. Yeah. This I was, just can't see you working on a farm. Well, I mean, I, I mean no offense. Yeah. I grew up in the country, and my summer, like in the summer of college, is yeah. You know, I would just help these farmers out doing <laughs> tobacco. I feel like someone just went to your dad, or someone just sees you, like the silhouette of you out there, and be like, oh, "That's nice." He got his daughter out there helping him, <laughs> <laughs> and your dad's like, "That's, that's my boy." Uh, <laughs> I couldn't keep up. You're right about that. Yeah. yeah. The setting part's fun. First, you set the tobacco plants, and that's kind of fun. You sit on the back of a tractor, and they have this, mm-hmm. and you just sit back there, and you and a buddy, and this wheel goes around. You take turns planting the, put it in this wheel, yeah. and the wheel puts it in the ground. Yeah, it's kind of fun. You just yeah. get back there and hang out and talk and and do it. Do you work with friends? Yeah, but it's oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. These are guys I knew growing up. Yeah yeah. I got fired from my first job. <laughs> the really? Trucking company. Yeah. What happened? Uh well I wasn't fit out fit for blue collar <laughs> the blue collar world <laughs> trucking company um I mean my job was to wash these you were doing a lot of gasping yeah. at all the stuff you were hearing 
Um, they had me move one of the trucks, one of the eighteen wheelers, and oh, boy. Uh, that's not easy when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I backed it in, and I hit like a bus. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I wasn't a good employee anyway, uh-huh. probably. And I think this was just a way for them to fire me. How old were you at this point? I was in high school. Oh man, yeah. high school kid to move a truck like that. Yeah. And I was, yeah. I think it was probably between my junior and senior. Did Making, other kids do it though? A buddy of mine, my best friend, got me on there, yeah. working there, and I was making like three seventy five an hour, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> I think I remember making three seventy or four twenty five. Maybe was my first minimum minimum wage job. Yeah. But they, yeah, they, but then they didn't fire me that day. But the next day, I came in, and the guy called me in his office, and I had to go in early, like at six a.m. And he called me in his office, and he fired me. And I just had to drive home. And my parents, like, they ain't left for work yet. Yeah. And I got home. And they're like, what are you doing home? And I had to tell them I got fired. It crushed me. It was, yeah. like, the worst thing ever oh to have to tell my parents I got fired <sighs> from my first job. So. Yeah, not a good start. <laughs> no. That's hilarious. Man. I did all, like, trucking kind of – I mean, I've, I've driven, like, box trucks. My buddy – we worked at uh, Hunter's Delivery, and we would deliver all these um, – I'd have to drive trucks there, and uh, which we scraped the top. So the top of a truck, like a box truck, is a aluminum. And so, like, you were driving some of these driveways down the middle of nowhere, and like, with a tree, you got to avoid the trees. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of like, you'd hear them sometimes. They would sometimes they would just kind of go over it, and you just hear like a little bit of a noise. And so I'm hearing that as we're backing up, and I'm like, you know, you just go, I don't know, uh-huh. uh, hopefully nothing. And then so we drive to downtown, actually, uh, the a block over, first avenue from where that bomb went off. Uh, and we're delivering a thing up there. And I get, we get this guy, I go to open the door and deliver this mattress. And right when I open it, it opens up about a foot and it won't move. And I see sunlight inside the truck. Oh. And I'm like, oh no. And I look and I mean, it is just, the whole top's ripped open. Just trees inside of it. I mean, I just wrecked the entire truck. And then so we have to, like, get the thing kind of barely open to then get the mattress to deliver it. So then we get up there, and the guy, I remember he goes, oh, we're like, man, this apartment's nice. He goes, oh, you got to come check the view out. And we go out to look at the view and just look down, <laughs> and I just see the top of that truck. And it was I'm just like, gone? Oh, it was just gone. The, I mean, the top of it was wow. just ripped open. So you drove underneath a tree and it just took it off? Yeah. Yeah. It just it scraped on top of it, yeah. And so like something caught in, but it's like an yeah. aluminum, yeah. So it's not like yeah. this real thick, yeah. And it just peeled ripped it, back. it peeled yeah. it back like nothing. That was my as f- like odd jobs. Like that was a very fun job that I had. Where uh, I don't I remember I always say that I would go if I you know when comedy falls apart, but like if I didn't do comedy and I had another job like starting a delivery company, my buddy Jimmy Hunter did it and. He, I always liked that. Like he always worked for himself. We did a bunch of different stuff. We worked, we delivered for Sears for a little bit. We did Lowe's. Mm. It, it, it was, you did a lot of odd things and it put you in a lot of funny situations, which I, or, you know, I just loved and uh, I loved doing them. And we, I mean, I've, I went to, I've been to a pagan wedding. Have I talked about all this stuff? No. I've been to a pagan wedding before because of, uh, the hunter's delivery. Me and Jimmy were, he got, he was going to do some delivering. He would have all these trucks and he, so he had a contract with Lowe's. And so they were doing it in Lexington, Kentucky. So we would drive to Lexington 
And we went up there and we were training the guys that were going to start driving the trucks. And then we would have came back. Mm. And so we're training these guys and we meet this one kid. He's 18. He's marrying a, he's, he's, we meet his wife. He said he's, he was engaged, about to get married. And she's 44 years old and he's 18. <laughs> and so it's just not good. And when you meet her and the relationship of all, you can just tell it's not good. Yeah. You're like, yo, man, you're 18. Yeah, what are you doing? Don't get married to, you know, she's Oof. 44. Her, you know, it's like, just you got so many you're so young yeah. just be don't do this and uh but he's you know he doesn't care like so he wants to do it so i mean we don't even know this guy we've been we've kind of been working with him for a week he invites us to his wedding and we're like you know all right i guess we gotta go you know yeah. we're like i don't i mean we don't even know his last name we don't know him <laughs> yeah and so we go all right we're gonna go and so we're i remember forget me and me and uh jimmy are driving to uh driving to the pagan wedding and a train we get stuck by behind a train and so we he calls him uh and says hey you know we're like just go ahead and do the wedding like we're not gonna <laughs> we're a train just stopped and like doing they go we're, we're gonna wait for you and you know you want to be like man we don't know you yeah just start the wedding but it's a guy that's like i'm sure people know these kind of guys i don't think they really have any family or mm -hmm. You know, it's like if yeah. you come in their life at all, you're in their life. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. it's a big deal to be at someone's wedding, to uh -huh. be like, I don't know this person. Yeah. And so we get there and the wedding's uh, this, it's pagan. She's pagan. I don't really know what pagan is. I was say, what does that mean? I think it's like nature. Like, like they what was different about the wedding? Is I, well, I mean, a lot of, I mean, the fact that 44 and 18, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's, you know, it's, they're just yeah. saying not typical yeah. Christian things. Pagan was the least weird thing about the yeah. wedding, it sounds like. Yeah. Isn't pagan like, uh, non religious? Wildlife, it's like, like, like not polytheistic. Religious. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Whatever. I still don't know what it is. Uh, I knew I wasn't comfortable with it. I knew, you know, at this point, I'm like, I've never heard of this. Yeah. yeah. It, they might as well, they could have said anything. And so we go out to this park and we walk over. Their friends like doing it, and we all stand. At one point, oh, they asked me to film it, so I'm filming it, the wedding, which is insane. So I get like their camera, and now I've got to film the wedding. Was there a lot of people there? No. Yeah. And uh, fifteen. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm filming the wedding, and uh, so I'm going around filming it. If I could ever, uh, it'd be great. <laughs> if so, we're filming it, and then he puts us all in a circle, and then he starts making some kind of chanting and going around the circle oh, you know and boy. so then now we're getting pretty uncomfortable like and now i'm like well, i don't know what this is oh, and uh i'm kind of like i'm trying to get back i'm trying to back out of the circle <laughs> yeah, like i don't want dude. i don't want some you know circle curse made on me and i was yeah. inside of it yeah and so i'm trying to like break it like and just be like i gotta film so yeah, i need to back yeah. off a little bit and so i remember i'm filming him go around the circle and then i go and i film my buddy jimmy and I mean, I had to move off of him because Jimmy's looking at me. He goes, "What is going?" On? <laughs> like, and so their their whole wedding video is just Jimmy being like, "What?" Is and like, and so I just kind of moved off him because I thought, "Well, I don't want, yeah, I don't want to make fun of their wedding day." Yeah, but we are yeah. not thrilled with what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so then they got married, and uh, we went to I think a uh, Applebee's or Chili's, mm -hmm. bought them, you know, took them off to eat. Jimmy bought all their meals and stuff. Jimmy was a great guy. Mm -hmm. Like he was like that's where uh he, I mean he is a great guy. Uh but he he's a he was a very friendly guy and a very yeah. I I think I have some of 
I learned stuff from him. Like he was a very like guy. He took him out to eat afterwards. Yeah. I, I'm paying for all this at your wedding. Like that kind of like, no, don't you pay? Mm -hmm. Like I got it. like that kind of like attitude. Like always taking people with him. We met. I met him at Applebee's. He came to Applebee's when me and Laura were working there, and he would always sit there. Like they would always come there and drink beers after they got done. And so they all sit at this one round table. And I ended up working with him for a long time. I still talk to him. Like yeah. he comes to shows and. uh and we, and but I mean, I worked with him. Like I met him at that table. Like he's a guy like that. That's like this guy. You know what? Come, you should come and work for me. Like mm -hmm. that kind of niceness. Yeah. Uh, and just it, it's, it's, uh, yeah. It just was. I don't know. It was great. And it was like I, I always loved that. He just always like finding his own thing to do, and had these trucks, and would have to do it. I mean, we would deliver to. I mean, delivering. I mean, delivered to my my one ghost story. I've talked about this sometimes on stage, but my one ghost story is we go to this old house in Belmont, uh, around the Belmont area, kind of Nashville area, and uh, we're delivering this old house. It's a twin mattress, me and my buddy Jamie Mueller, and we, I'm standing in the back of the truck. We go up, knock on the door, and uh, the guy's not coming to the door. But I can see, I'm, since I'm standing on the, the truck that's up higher, I can see inside the guy's house, and I'm seeing like a silhouette walking back and forth. And I'm like, the dude's right there. And I mean, dude, it's a silhouette. It's, yeah. I'm watching a human being walk back and forth. And I'm like, he, anyway, I was like, I don't know how this guy's not hearing us. Ring the doorbell, knock on the door. It's insane. And he's just walking back and forth. And so we go to leave. We put it, you put a note and we're like, whatever. And so we go to leave and the guy comes to the door and he's a towel. He's, in, he's got a towel on and he's wet. And he said, I was in the shower. And I just was like, I don't believe, like. I, you know, I was like, that's such a weird thing to say you were doing. I was watching you walk around. <laughs> and then my Jamie goes in and delivers the mattress, and he goes, uh, Jamie just says, hey, this seems like an old house. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, this house was on Unsolved Mysteries. There's a ghost that lives here. I'm surprised you didn't uh, see him. And so then that made me think, I was like, that's what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. And, like, what I say in the joke on stage, it was like, that was either I was seeing a ghost, which it happened, or the other only other thing that could have happened was that guy walks around his house in a towel, doesn't answer the door when people are knocking on it, but you can still see him. <laughs> and then right before you leave, he pours water on his head and lies to you and says, I was in the shower, which I don't know which one I would want it to be. I like both of those things. That's my joke. Cause I would like, I would love both of those things. Uh, that we got shot at, got caught in a drive by shooting. Uh, I think I was about to, uh, this all might be stuff I'm trying to talk about on stage coming up just so everybody knows, but, uh, we, we delivered this old mattress in like Nashville and I'm in a refrigerator. We're doing a refrigerator this time. And, uh, I remember we delivered this old lady who was a dead cat behind the refrigerator. So we moved it and there's just a cat there and she goes, Oh, that's where, that's where that cat's been. Like I guess like she was super old, I think was kind of not all there. Mm -hmm. And there's a dead cat that she just thought ran away and it was dead behind the refrigerator. And then we put the new refrigerator in just back over it. Cause we don't, we're not a dead cat remover. <laughs> and we just were like, kind of like, eh, <laughs> just kind of put it back. And you're like, I don't know. You know what? I mean, and then yeah. we, we, we go and we're driving and we make a turn and we're driving back up this other street. And we hear, uh, we hear like pop, 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 pop. And I remember seeing a kid in front of us and he took off running. I thought he set off fireworks because he was like bent down in the street. It looked like he lit firecrackers and then just took off running. And he just took off running. 
And we're like, what is that? And we like look in the mirror and there's a, the car is pulled up to a house behind us and just like, they're just lighting up this house. And so they're just shooting this house. And then we're in a truck and we're kind of, you know, it's a big truck. And so we're kind of blocking the road and they shoot at us and it goes through <laughs> the back of the truck, a bullet and comes out to the, the top of the truck where I'm sitting oh, right over my gosh. head. Maybe, maybe, I don't know this big, like, yeah. what is that? Four yeah, feet, three yeah, feet, yeah. uh, three feet above my head bullet comes out. So they shot at us. So we pull over and then they, we watch them take off and then just, uh, and like run a red light. They, they, they had to get out of there. Where and, was this? Uh, Nashville, like Broadway. I oh. mean, like not, not Broadway. Uh, if you got off church street, like you know left church not downtown church street but you make a left like i feel like back in those mm -hmm. back in that area over there that's crazy yeah. yeah did you ever see the guy again who got married no so you have no idea if that marriage worked out i mean <laughs> I, I would be blown idea. i would be blown away yeah if it did i hope it did i mean she would be in her 60s and he's he would be he's got to be a little bit younger than me i was probably 20 yeah uh, i mean i might have been 21 or 22 and so, and he's 18. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's 38 and she's 60, 64. Yeah. 64. Yeah. 67. Like, I mean, you know, Golly and he's just there and he's 38. Oh my yeah. gosh, man. And he wasn't marrying her for money. I can tell you, I mean, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. The 15 person pagan wedding. Yeah. yeah I'll let you know. Actually, um, I've never smoked or dipped in my life but i did get nicotine poisoning from working in tobacco yeah yeah we were uh when the cutting the tobacco one time and it rained a lot and the leaves were really really wet and we'd worked out in the field all day and we got done we went home our separate ways me and the guys we were doing it with and we we're gonna go out that night and i just started feeling sick and i was like oh my god i started throwing up and then I called one of them and said, hey, man, I'm not going to make it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm sick or something. He's like, we're all sick. And it affected all of us. Somehow it got in our, our pores or something. It seeped wow. into our pores, the wet leaves or something. And, yeah. and they just, I mean, that's our diagnosis, nicotine poisoning. But yeah. it was the guy in charge who said that. So I was like, I guess he knows what he's talking about. Hmm. hmm. Did you feel great for a little bit and then he felt sick? Was, <laughs> I just remember feeling sick. <laughs> yeah. Nicotine. What are some yeah. other odd job stuff that you've looked up? Um, online dating ghostwriter, $24 an hour for this. So you, I'm sure you've never done online dating. No, Did, no, you I, never, never, I never, you've have, never no. done. Well, I, I'm a professional <laughs> online dater. No more, but I was. You're a rare success story um, for online dating, right? I mean, well, success story. I, I don't know if it's rare, but you think most of them don't work out? I think the overwhelming majority of them don't. Well, yeah. We'll right? see. We'll see what All happens. Right. Um, but anyway, he was like the Cubs winning the World Series, like <laughs> when he did it when he, when he got married. He's been playing that. He's been they've just seen Brian, they were just like <laughs> they hung him up. They people that's how people were rooting for him, like the Cubs. You know what? I like to just see him win one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, I have that joke. I mean, I've been on social on those dating sites since mm -hmm. the beginning. My username on eHarmony is just Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Just no. <laughs> because I was the first one. Yeah. Um, but do you remember hearing about dating apps first? And were you like, whoa? How did you hear about them? 
Because this is before TV and stuff, right? Radio no, I'm ads. Kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, radio. <laughs> how did you? Yeah, how did you? Uh, uh, television, I guess. Yeah, just a TV ad is a whole new thing. You can date online now. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I wow. just remember when the dot com boom just took uh-huh. off and just. Do you remember that? Just everything's just. Like, yeah, everything mm-hmm. was like a website. I remember making my first comedy website. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like when you had to just do and you just make it yourself. Yeah. And it was like you had a website. I built websites as a kid. Yeah. I had a Creed fan website. Oh, yeah. And a POD fan website. You know the band POD? Uh, I don't know. What does it stand for? Is it? Oh. Payable on death. They had some big songs. Yeah. Here comes the boom. Here comes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was like nine or ten. And POD, because so, their, their actual band name is Payable on death. I mean. Let's just. Listen, use, I was going through a yeah. phase too. Let's know. use POD. That's why they did POD. That is <laughs> right. <laughs> who's up next? Payable on death. Oh god, that's a right. You're not going to be successful if you don't do. Well, we'll just go by POD. You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Can we change it? What it the stands for? Mm-hmm. They're a good band. Party dude. of Dance. Still around? I think they're still around. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're still doing. I kind of my musical tastes have changed. I love but, Creed. Yeah, Creed's awesome, man. I'm a huge Creed fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he lives here. Scott Staff. I met him once. Yeah. At Zany's. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he came to uh, Burt Kreischer's show. Yeah. And he came back in the green room, and I shook his hand. He goes, hey, I'm Scott. And I didn't realize at the time that's who it was. Yeah. I just go, hey, I'm Aaron. Nice to meet you. And he left, and Burt Kreischer goes, you know, that's Scott Stapp, right? And I was like, you got it. I had a website. When yeah. I was nine. I had, you know, myownprison.com. Yeah. Dude, was my fan you had a Creed web. fan club? I had a Creed and fan it wasn't website. wasn't like a mock one? No, no, I was nine, dude. It was like yeah. it's from the heart. It was like the coolest band I was allowed yeah. to listen to as a yeah. kid. They're st- I still think they're kind of yeah. awesome. Yeah, we're getting to this. You gasping is making more and more sense every day. <laughs> like it's it just the stuff that all leads up to it of uh, of being a child that gasps. Uh, I mean, it all makes like it's, yeah. the pieces are just lining up. Like yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah you did. Yeah. yeah, I loved Creed. Yeah, so I'm a big fan. Good, I love dude. Nickelback too. Everybody always actually don't like them. They're doing real good. They're though. selling out arenas. Arenas. Yeah, they're doing great. And every song is like it's a great song. I'm not a yeah. good music guy. Anyway, that's what I was. <laughs> I love Nickelback, but I, then yeah. the, like, I know all of these musicians now. They get mad, like the, you know. I don't know why. I guess because it's what is it? Vanilla music. Mm-hmm. Is that the idea? That's why people don't like it. Well, it's like there are comedians where if somebody were like, "This is my favorite comedian," you'd be like, "Yeah, all right, dude." You know, yes. it's the same thing. I'm same sure. kind of thing. Yeah. But there's, but I would be like, I get why they're successful. I say that if I don't, right. I get why they're as big as they are. Uh huh. But what, what he said, what is the reason people don't like them? Uh, I think they're, they're, people started to think that their music was super repetitive and just sort of formulaic and kind of cheesy white angst became like the narrative around, you know, I think they're one of those, unfairly kind of got got a lot yeah. of that that pressure like it was fun to just and, and it just became a joke it's it, like dane cook it, it's exactly like dane yeah. cook where you're like why are you really making all these jokes i mean yeah. he was good you can't deny how good they are yeah. how successful they yeah. are it just became a joke yeah you know if enough people like it and then yeah yeah dane uh-huh. cook dane cook got that i never liked that i never i i do distinctly remembering 
because uh, I was doing comedy when the it was like Family Guy made a joke about Dane Cook and everybody kind of switched uh-huh. and then it all turned into like, oh, that's all just trash Dane Cook. And it, it was kind of gross to me because it was like you guys liked him. Now you don't like him because you're all you're being bullies. Mm-hmm. All everybody became a bully. Like that, you know, all of you turned. It was the great he's selling out all these arenas. He can do no wrong. And then it became cool to hate on the guy. That doesn't make sense to me. That's like kind of gross. Yeah. It's like a kid building something with blocks. That they build it up just so they can knock it down. Yeah, just so they can go. Yeah, the same magazines were like a year ago, exactly. like he's great to now he's terrible. And you're like, well, nothing's changed. Right. Except you're trying to be cool or, you know, stay relative. Yeah. All right. But uh, online dating? Oh, well, we can go back to that. But basically, if you ever online date, all the profiles look very similar. They all kind of say the same thing. They're trying you're trying to say things that you think the person wants to hear. Yeah. And then but there's there's writers that will you can hire to spice up your online to be funny. To do, mm. I kind of did that. I took yeah. the George Cassandra the opposite approach. Oh yeah, it wasn't yeah. working, so I'm just gonna go have fun with it and did it, and then yeah, the opposite of everything. Yeah, just yeah, started trying to be funny on mm-hmm. it, and saying different stuff to try to stand out. Yeah, so and you feel like that's when it worked. Yeah, yeah, right. Because yeah. I mean, not everybody like everybody doesn't enjoy going rock climbing, right? Long walks on the beach, yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. Who are we kidding? We're not we're not going long walks on the <laughs> no, <dude>. yeah. <laughs> you have I'm, to I'm allergic to sand. You know, it's like, oh, the nightmare. You know, <laughs> just that kind of. Oh no! <laughs> I always get it in my eye. My eyes feel dry. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Did you delete all of your? Do y'all delete them together? Like when Dave Ramsey cuts credit cards up. Uh, once we got married. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We didn't delete them together, but we both. Deleted them, mm-hmm. of course. I Is kept my it, password just in case something. Yeah, send it to <laughs> Do you miss it? You probably, you know, you kind of like looking into people's lives, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, do you miss that aspect of it? Uh, I mean, I still go back occasionally. And yeah. <laughs> well, again, just check, see what's going on there. Just see what's happening. You don't know. You yeah. could be like, I'm hot right now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming after me. Get off the market. I remember, like, it because you had. Do a, they put like when you get married? Do they put an X with you know, like when like a, when someone's dead <laughs> over their eyes? When a wanted, <laughs> when the uh, America's most wanted when he dies, yeah. and they put like an X, they put that for online dating. Like you're gone. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe, maybe they should. You don't know. They should just have people. Your your picture should stay up there just to float around to be like. It's working. It's, that should be the well, goal. It's, right? Yeah, it's Is, working, and then. Yeah. Yeah, but if it doesn't, then you're, you know. That's true. I remember, like, they said, list three things you're looking for in your mate. And I put someone uh, who accepts me accepts me for me, someone who is, you know, that's not superficial or something like that, yeah. and someone with big boobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just stuff fun. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for fun. Yeah. That's great. Computer hacker. Mm. Computer hackers make $100,000 a year. The companies hire computer hackers to legally break into their network to find weaknesses to help prevent real hackers from getting in. Yeah. My uncle does this for a living. Really? In Huntsville for the Army. Yeah, he leads a team where they launch campaigns against the military Yeah, to hack them. Yeah. And uh-huh. he said, you want to know what's scary? They have a 100% success rate Wow. of hacking the government. So what could they do? 
So they'll just decide as a team. My understanding is they'll just get together and they'll go. Let's try. Are you to. supposed to be saying all this stuff, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't. I'm I don't yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Give his go, name out. Let's. <laughs> they'll go. Well, this is a potential weakness. Let's try to hack in and exploit this. And, and they, they do just it. they'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost they don't know what, but they're not working with the army to know. So they just come in separately. It's like almost like an offense and defense are playing against each other. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what plays they're going to run. Right. But yeah. Right. Where my uncle's team would be the offense and yeah. the government. Yeah. the def- And they would score a touchdown every time. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little scary. Yeah. And yeah. how, how fun is that? That's got to be a fun He loves job. it. It's like the yeah. perfect job for that kind of guy, you know? Yeah. If you just grow up loving computers. I mean, your job is to be a hacker, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a very fun job. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. cool. And yeah, you're going to be a hacker, and then you get to do, you're going to do the government, and you're going to do it under, you're not going to go to jail. Yeah. Like, you're, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's like if you were hired to be a bank, you know, the bank robbers. Do banks hire people to try to break into their bank? I'm sure they do. Yeah. I'm sure they do. To Just to let them know about their... Their yeah. weaknesses, where the yeah. holes are. Yeah, you know. Is everyone in your family good at computers? Uh, no, not everybody. I have a lot of them though. My older brother was very good growing up. He taught me how to do the websites and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, hand model, <laughs> George Costanza. I don't know if I. I always think I've bad. Now after go, I had very good hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura always talked about my hands. Yours used to be too orange. Well, they used to be orange. They should not, hopefully not now, but that was in the middle of golf season. But now my hands are pretty beat up from golf. Uh, so now they're back to just real beat up. A hand model can make up to $75,000 a year. Is that what Costan- George Costanza was a hand model? Yeah. Was that what would have been his check? No. You know, he always told me he got a big check. This woman, professional hand model, says she wants to make $13,000 for two hours of work. Yeah. That's what I imagine George probably Yeah. Had. But at what cost, you know, um, having to protect your hands like that all the time? Yeah. Having to wear gloves. I mean, yeah. it depends if. Uh, is this that crazy lady that you found? Is Who, um, who are you talking about? This woman? I don't know if she's crazy, but um, she yeah. does wear gloves. And she says she got on the subway once and a lady with a ring cut her hand and she couldn't work for a couple of weeks. She yeah. used to wear gloves all the time. I mean, that's, you know, a lady. Uh, What's crazy is that story, uh, someone cutting your hand with a ring on a subway, you're like, well, that only happens to a hand model. <laughs> that's that's never, I've never been near a situation where I thought that could happen. Yeah. And it's funny to be like, it happened to the only person that, like that, that's a story that I go, well, I don't know if I believe it. Yeah. Well, she made it up. I don't know if I believe it right now. Yeah. A lady cut your hand. You know, I I I would want to know more. Yeah, she's a competitor in the hand yeah. modeling business. Yeah, gotta be. It's just, dude, you got you can't shake people's hands. I mean, I guess you can't do that now. I bet they're living well now. Yeah, during COVID, but mm. they're looking for long, straight fingers with no lumpy knuckles, lines, or scars, and an even skin tone. You do have pretty good. You got, I have good. You hands. got nice looking hands. How, how do yours model? look, Brian? Not that good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have good hands. Yeah. I could be a hand. I could do it. I got, if I, if I just quit golfing, it would, all the mm-hmm. blisters and that kind of stuff would go yeah, down. Yeah, callous fingers. And be a hand model and get out of this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> focus group participants, they make between 50 and $400 to be a focus group. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, it, so if you do it every oh, that's what mm. they yeah. So they if you're for food and for they did it for our TV show. Yeah, they have yeah. They show the TV show. And they have a. I didn't see it. They have a knob, and so that they, they turned down like I guess like less likely one to ten. Like when are you interested in the show? Yeah, not yeah. as much now. I'm feeling like it's crazy. They say did I, you watch those results? No, live? they I could have, and they go it just it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth going. It's like just just hear what the result because it's yeah. If you want to just run through the glass, you're like what are you not getting? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. There, that, that I, I honestly think that kind of idea of testing is like, there's no way that works. You're asking the same people. And so someone that knows how to do those focus groups, that's how they're making money. Like, so they're, they're just going to do every one. And it's like, they become, it's not, I don't feel like it's honest. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, yeah, what do you do here? And they're like, oh, I know what to do. Just say when you like it, when you don't like it. Yeah. Like they kind of become a critic, like in a weird way. And it's, uh. I, I can't imagine. I mean, look, I'm saying this because our show didn't go, but it's. I don't think it didn't go because of that. Yeah. I think we did okay. Uh, and the networks are kind of aware of it. They know that it's like, kind of take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I was in Salt. I remember I was in Salt Lake City when I got a call, uh, and they did, and they were telling me someone about the focus group. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I forget. I forget what our number was. I feel like I was getting. It could have been bad. Maybe it was worse than I because no one was really telling me. Now that I think back on it, I never got really straight answers. <laughs> yeah. And I bet it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. How are they looking? I mean, they're looking. Let's, it's uh, good. We're not yeah. bad. It's nothing. It's where everybody else is. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah. We're no different than anybody else. Yeah. Seinfeld got, they throw like, Seinfeld yeah. got a this. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. You know, and you're like, oh, okay. And like, so they just tell you that stuff. Yeah. You've done focus groups, right? I have. Yeah. Just for money every now yeah. and then. I got I, the service I subscribe to. They send me emails every now and then looking for males 18 to 34 who do this or who yeah. brush their teeth every day or something. I don't know. Yeah. So you can go in and do those and get money. Hmm. I had, went through some uh, dark times in college. I had no money. I sold plasma. Yeah. I, don't know, I went to pawned a bunch of my stuff. At what a happened? Pond. I just, you're a college kid. You just yeah. had, you have no money. You just blow it all every weekend like an 36, idiot. You're drinking 36 <laughs> beers at night. <laughs> So that's expensive. Well, yeah. So I, yeah. So I do. You know, you can do focus groups like that and make like fifty bucks for like an hour. Plasma bad, was a big gig. deal. Have you sold plasma before? I haven't, but I knew that was. I remember. I mean, I've, we. It was in the realm of like something I was going to try. Yeah. I mean, I just was like, I don't know if I can do that. You can make like seventy five bucks your first time. Yeah. What's the difference between plasma and blood? I don't know. Oh. It's. I don't yeah. Know. I, I have no. I idea. have no idea what it is. I, uh, it's the same thing, like the same process, though. Oh, they, they just go they draw just blood like, from you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but you make like seventy five dollars your first time. I think and then it comes you, out silver. You can go once every other. <laughs> Does Does it? it? Comes out silver and it's a little chunkier. <laughs> that was just Aaron. That's what I feel. <laughs> that was just me. That was That's what pictured in my head when you go get plasma and you're like, what's that? It's like some weird. Yeah, it's like green. It's gray, and glowing. Yeah. And you're like, oh. But then you can make 50 bucks every other other time you do it. So it's not a bad. And you can do that. Yeah. You can do that more than blood, I think. I think so. Because it's like every why, couple weeks yeah. maybe you can yeah. do it. Huh. Yeah. You did it a few times. I did in college. Yeah. yeah. I was struggling there at the end. Yeah. So you, have, you don't have a ton of plasma right now as we speak. <laughs> Right, you've given a lot of it up. Do you have to call them and tell them that you have a gout now? <laughs> Do you have to call back? I would let them know in the screening process now. Do you, do you have any? No, but you need to go tell them. Go, hey guys, 
I know y'all been using my plasma, but uh, I have a pretty big gout problem. Dude, I hope I didn't have gout when I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> if, I've, if I've secretly had gout yeah. for eight years, that would be embarrassing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're only 28. Uh, I mean, it's embarrassing so, to have it now, yeah. but <laughs> imagine if I've had it for a to, decade. Uh, yeah. Like if I said, I hope I didn't have it at 21. <laughs> You're still in your 20s. I mean, you're like, God, can you imagine if I had it just a couple of years ago? I mean, it's... there's That's fair. Did we ever get checked out for gout? Yeah, uh, I haven't gone? No. People keep telling me to. Oh, my mom texted me and said, eat a jar of cherries. Are you serious? Yeah, did you hear that? Have you ever heard that? No. Uh, look up cherries, like, in gout. There's, there's got to be, yeah. She said you eat a, 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 and I could be saying it. Right. At least ten cherries <laughs> per day reduce the risk of gout attacks by thirty five percent. A combination of cherries and I don't know, a, a prurinol, <laughs> uh, medication often taken to reduce uric acid, reduce the risk of gout attacks by seventy five percent. Wow. Now it so, makes sense. His mom would maybe know. <laughs> that she's yeah. probably never had to tell someone who's 29 yeah <laughs> yeah that's- yeah i don't know i don't think i have gal dude i looked it up i, I don't think that the i don't think that's what it is but yeah. i should probably look at it no i think you're handling it the right way look it up on your own <laughs> ask people that listen at home uh and then do nothing about it you're trying to do nothing about it is what you're trying to do you don't want to do anything so you keep going i think it's fine and you you just want it to go away you're right is it gone away yeah, I haven't had it since. I last, thought someone scheduled you a summer. doctor's appointment. Somebody did, but I but now it's on me to call and get that yeah. scheduled. Everyone's the last physical yet. <sighs> I mean, high yeah. school. Come on, just call them and go do it. Yeah, which wasn't too long ago. I'm not saying you need a physical. I could use one just to see yeah. what's going on. Just to see, I like, I didn't do physical. I mean, I I do them now, but I haven't done them. And forever, most you can, you know, you kind of go through. You don't really need them yeah. in your 20s and 30s. Yeah. Now, if I got gout at 28, maybe I'd jump in and try to go do one. But I wasn't a big doctor guy, man. I never went to doctors. Yeah. I never went to doctor. I've uh-huh. gone. To, I'm just. I go to like. Uh, I'm not even seeing a doctor right now. I'm seeing a like. What's the nurse thing? practitioner? Yeah. yeah. Like because the the wherever I was going, doctors are just you can't get a, a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm not even to a real doctor. I mean, she's a she. She knows everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm probably gonna have to get. I gotta go move on because now I'm 41. So I'm about to have to get in some real deal. Yeah. Now you're getting the real deal testing. Yeah. Yeah. Everything he goes to. Right. I mean, he goes to the doctor. It's <laughs> it's it's what the doctors get paid for. <laughs> when you're 28, I mean, they're, you're like that's a breath. That's, that's a uh, relief uh-huh. when you walk in there. Yeah. And then they get to go, they bat you around with a couple, is your elbow moving? And you're like, and he's like, yeah, get out of here. And then when, when this walks in, they're like, <laughs> all right. How, old, yeah, how old are you? About to be 50. You're like, he, he's like, all right, all right. No, 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 no. I'll eat lunch after. Uh, <laughs> and he just has to, I mean, he has to buckle, he has to buckle down. And that's, but I'm getting, I'm at that age, I'm 41. Yeah. I'm going to have to probably do colonoscopy, right? You got to do, yeah. I think they, Supposed to be fifty, I thought. I thought and it I was think, forty. You're supposed to get it. Was forty, but I think it moved up. It, it was forty, mm. moved up to fifty, and now recently now it's back. It's back down to forty-five. Yeah, so I'm about to, uh, I'm about to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know, I'm, I'll be forty-two in uh, in a month or yeah. March, two months. So yeah, I'm right. I gotta go. I gotta go get Getting a real there, deal, man. Get the real deal. Yep, I just had my first colonoscopy. 
It was fun. Um, snake milker. <laughs> that sounds like. Is that what he called you? Colonoscopy. That's what. That's what colonoscopies. That's what. Uh, that's a fun doctor term. Like if you go to a doctor that's fun, he goes, "What do you do?" He goes, "I'm a snake milker." And you go, oh, "That's cool. What's that?" He goes, "I don't know if you want to know." And it's not what you. He goes, "Are you saying it's not what I think?" He goes, "It's definitely not what you think." Like a fun, you know, proctologist. You ever sit around a proctologist? <laughs> sit around. Hear his stories. A million to one, Doc. Snake milker. What you know what a snake milker is? I mean, I assume it's... Yeah, the venom. Is it the venom? They get the venom out. They just the wring snake. it out like a wet pair of socks? No. No. Uh, no, that, that's your logic. That's what... You, you didn't think that, did you? you I mean, I'm graduating. Okay. <laughs> so you think... The, yeah, yeah. You think... Yeah. Where do you think this milk comes out of? Yeah. What are they milking at? What of part it? of the snake are you scared of? If you think that's how they're getting this stuff out, like if you see a snake or you go, do you immediately go get away from the tail? Get away from the tail. <laughs> Is that your first thought? <clears throat> no, they rig it out through the, I mean, with the the head on the bottom. No, and then uh, no, they put their fangs over a glass and they have them and then they do that so their head is over that glass or their fangs is. in yeah and then the venom shoots in the oh they're milk they're collecting venom yeah it's yeah. not milk you I know, know it's not milk but i figured it was i do you know innards, it's not milk i don't know if you don't or something <laughs> in huh snake innards for maybe for what yeah le- everybody yeah you know people always say about you am i dumb could i be dumbing you down but <laughs> I think this is, you know, growing up with computers kid talk that doesn't never seen reality. Listen, dude, I've never milked a snake before. I'm sorry. I haven't lived a worldly experience like you. But I've lived a life and you never (laughs) turned the TV on accidentally and seen them. I mean, you can see it everywhere. It's not some. I've lived a life. I've accidentally turned on the TV and saw it. (laughs) And you've seen it. Oh, man, you're out there, dude. I'm out there. <laughs> I, I've never heard of this. So they, they collect venom. What do they use the venom for? Well, that's not. We don't need to dive into it. But it's, <laughs> Well, now I wanna, you're making me feel like an idiot for not knowing what it is. Yeah, but I, it's, I don't think it's interesting enough to drag this. Out. Now, don't don't overplay it now because you don't know it. You're like, okay, sorry, man. Go ahead. Tell us all about it. <clears throat> it's not like... Uh, they put the venom in it's like for for people to do venom. I think it's for cancer. Like uh, you know, it's like do to make all kinds of stuff. Anti venom. Yes. Yeah. The Kentucky uh, Reptile Zoo sells the stuff to people. Oh, they sell it. Yeah. And you just drink the venom. Ain't that crazy? No. I thought you've never seen. I just can't believe you've never seen. <laughs> I've never seen that. No. Where they they bite into. Never seen it. I have to look that up. But you're a snake guy, so I mean, yeah, I like that's snakes. true. That's true. You're that's snake true. Guy. So maybe I was around it more. You, right. When did you see it? You've seen it, right? Yeah. Just like yeah, just living life, man. Just living life. <laughs> you can. By the time you hit your forties, you'll see it. Don't yeah. you think you just see it? You yeah. see it on TV. Watch. You don't watch animal shows. Anything? I do watch animal yeah. shows. Yeah, I just must have missed the snake milking episode. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right. They literally hold it over yeah. like a like a cocktail yeah. glass. And so this image you've never seen. I've never seen that. No. Okay. I don't really like the way the inside of the snake's mouth looks. Yeah. yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Maybe look, maybe no one's seen it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy. I don't think you're crazy. I think yeah. I mean, I probably should have been able to tell right away what that meant milking a snake. But here's a job right. I bet you know. Yeah. Odor judge. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who does odor tests to 
to test the effectiveness of hygiene products like soap and body wash, deodorant, and mouthwashes. So they literally smell people's armpits, their feet, and their breath just to rate the odor on a scale of one to ten. Wow. Breath would be tough. Yeah. Breath would be my probably hardest, but, you know. More than armpits? I think so. Mm-hmm. Armpits, body odor, it's like you kind of get it. Breath, I don't know. Your face has got to go to inside I think mouth. you do it like you're taught, you know, like you're taught how to safety rules in like a lab when you're mm-hmm. supposed to smell something. You're supposed to just like put your hand over where the scent's yeah. coming and just kind of waft it towards you. Yeah. That's what you do. You don't oh. put your face in somebody's armpit probably. Maybe oh, you do. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. We live different lives, man. We're around <laughs> a lot of different things. The fact that you, the fact that you know how someone would do this, I, I, that's crazy to me. And, but I think it's crazy that you don't, you've never seen a snake had its venom taken out. And we just, I don't think we would have crossed paths. <laughs> I honestly don't. I think we just were not, we were not on the same street. You streets. gotta take a lab class in, in high school or anything like that, like in a science lab? Uh, no, I mean, I almost felt science. I'm talking about special. That's yeah. at an F in science, and my dad talked to the teacher and said, give, give him a D. And she gave me a D. My dad, the only reason I graduated high school is because my dad went and talked to the teacher and said, come on, man, he's not gonna do science stuff. And then they all agreed. <laughs> that I wouldn't getting me out of school wasn't gonna yeah I wasn't gonna go dive into the science <laughs> and they were right they were <laughs> yeah, right they were right yeah. on I mean they yeah not even worry that this would ever come back to them uh-huh. yeah. well this woman smelled fifty six hundred feet in her in her fifteen year career as an odor tester do you call that a career <laughs> like you think you use that word I think vocation more like yeah I mean word. I would say yeah is it like Career sounds like yeah. stats, yeah. you know, LeBron James, her, <laughs> yeah. like is uh, yeah. Careers are kind of weird. She put word. up some great numbers. She yeah. put, she, I mean, she has put up some great numbers. Fifty six. I wonder if feet. there's any that she goes. I remember one <laughs> out of fifty six. You know, is it all just kind of that's uh, the great the office when he uh, pees? They're all having to pee in that cup, and she goes, "Hi," and uh, Dwight goes, "You remember me?" And she goes, ah, we see a lot of people. My pee was green. She goes, oh, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, she just remembers. Like, that's got to be, with her, is there, does she go, I remember, I mean, I, I do remember one. There's got to be one foot that's yeah. just so gnarly. She's that like, just stuck I, out. It was like the first time she's like, I really am starting to question my career <laughs> yeah. path. Yeah. Like, I have to smell this foot. Yeah. Wh- who do you smell feet for? Like uh, shoe companies? I mean, who? who? Oh, no. Uh, like who who contracts this this person out? Hygiene products. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Feet feet scrubs and that kind of. Well, I don't know about feet. Yeah, I don't know. but soap, body wash, deodorant, mouthwash. Yeah. Okay. I think you get into this job. You got to get into it through other people. Like this is you're not finding this. You got to have a buddy. You don't find it on Craigslist. You think? Yeah, you got to yeah. have someone that knows someone that's like, yeah, this is not a. You don't stumble upon this job. Or maybe you do stumble. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's either like you know someone or you go, I never even knew this was a thing. And now this is my job. It's not <laughs> It's not in the. Well, I make 40000 a year. <laughs> but there's also armpit testers. They got to find people who are willing to raise their armpit. Oh. And let you smell them. How much they make? $65 a week. Yeah. That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the only one that sounds like that, that sounds like yeah okay that sounds fair. I think everybody that agrees with that goes yeah that's I think that's fair. Just to, to let someone smell your armpit and they go give you sixty five dollars a week, I'd go. 
Yeah, you know what? That feels <laughs> right. And I, you know, that's the only one that most time you like. What do you even pay someone? You're like, I don't know what to pay you, but that one for some reason, yeah. sixty five bucks a week to lift your arm up. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds right. Sounds right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixty five dollars a week. Perfect. You know, uh, chicken sexer. Anybody want to guess what this is? No, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm made, out on guessing. Made, yeah, made in the chickens. Well, it's these mass poultry production places where they just pump out thousands of chickens. They need someone that can t- determine whether it's a male or female. So they, so they just s- walk around just going male, male, female, female, male. Kind of. I mean, they have to observe them. It's not easy. Might when be a little more born. involved in that, I think. Yeah. They have to. It's a little bit more. That. I feel like you're taking shots at me now because I make fun of you. With the... <laughs> have you not seen this? I have. I mean, come on, dude. Have you seen it? Have you lived a life, man? <laughs> yeah. I've turned on the TV. I've seen Chicken Sexer. You've seen Chicken Sexer? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Dude. I don't even think this is real. I mean, it, it's yeah. a real thing. It's because uh, hens, female chickens, lay eggs, and males they use for meat. So they have to have somebody at these mass poultry production places to immediately yeah. determine the females over here, the males over here. And when they're first born, mm. it's not easy to determine. Yeah. So this is a full-time job, 60000 a year, just determine if it's a male or female chicken. Wow. Yeah. Like, how good are you? He's like 70%. 70%. Yeah. What's a good accuracy rate? What's a bad day? For, you know, that, yeah. If that guy just has a bad day and he's mm-hmm. like, I don't he's know, off. male, male, yeah. female, female. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying it, yeah. If he or if it's like the uh, uh, if there's a if it's a married couple, if it's a woman and she's mad at her husband that day, and she's like female, female, and then she just you know, I don't know what's a mean word to like you know uh, for a man, yeah, mm-hmm. buffoon. Like she's like she's <laughs> idiot. And you're like idiot, and you're like what are you doing? She goes, well, all males are idiots, so. Woman, goddess, goddess, <laughs> idiot, <laughs> idiot. And you're like, yo, it's going to calm down today. Because I don't think they have a lot to talk about. No. So this would, you know, other jobs you got, this is kind of straightforward. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of work, too. You're just sitting there. It's a lot of work, and it's the same thing. Are they coming through on an assembly line? Like, yeah. I love Lucy. Like, she just can't keep up with That's them. what I like. That's what I'm picturing. And he goes, she goes, female. And I think they just, and then they got to run and grab it. No, Mel. I guess I, it got, it got pretty far down away from me, but I, I knew I was, I was not feeling that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you know. Uh, look at him to the bottom. Like, all right. Like Kramer. We have a lot of time. He looked at everything. He goes, it's a rooster. He just holds it up backwards. Yeah. It just looks. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, we're about. What are we we're about to be done? Uh, is there more, or is that it? I mean, there's a lot of crazy jobs. Yeah, professional bridesmaids. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's sad. Yeah, is that what I think it is? Somebody doesn't have enough no, friends. I, actually, it's the opposite. What do you think? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what else it could be. What I mean, someone who has too yeah. many bridesmaids. This person that goes and tells them to leave. Yeah. It's actually, this is like me talking, I feel like I'm talking, to, you're talking to a child that I don't want their feelings hurt, and I go, it's actually, someone has too many friends, and so they come in and have to say, not all your friends can come and get some other jobs, and they go, well, it's so great, and you go, it is, isn't it? It is exactly a professional bridesmaid, it is what it is. You're, you don't have enough. 
I'm just saying it's sad, man. You go? What are you, what are you a second cousin? <laughs> it's my... <laughs> I think I'm not saying it's not sad. <laughs> but it was the ah oh, it's sad. Is that exactly is that what I think it is? <laughs> Professional bridesmaid. She's also a little bit like a personal assistant type. Yeah. Thing. So. Oh, she does oh, that. Okay. Yeah. You know why she's there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. that's no right. one's, you know, no, she helps me do stuff. You're like, oh, okay. But she's also going to be a bridesmaid. Yeah, I mean, we've become friends over this time. So, you know, her and her friends come and help. And I thought, yeah, they're great, you know. Yeah. You don't want my husband to realize I married a loser. (laughs) Oh, me, let me introduce your friends. I don't think I've met that side of the family. And then it's all, you know. Have y'all been, uh, uh, like, in people's weddings before? Yeah, I mean you've been a groomsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Groomsman. yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a weird feeling to reciprocate that on your own wedding? Because I'm just going through it now, oh, yeah. planning my own wedding. Yeah, and I'm just thinking like, there are people not going to be in my wedding that I was in their wedding. Yeah, you know. No, I think you could. No, I mean I'm. I don't think with dudes. I mean, yeah. you know, I yeah. imagine dudes can be a little more. They don't care, and some guys would rather be like, I'd rather not be in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So are you having a big, a lot of people? No, not seven. Yeah. Not, not huge. Yeah. Seven groomsmen? That's yeah. a lot. Is that a lot? Yeah. I mean. It's a ton. Yeah. I, just, I think it's so. It's not a ton. I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean. I mean. <laughs> how many do you, would, you, would you have? Yeah, a couple None. professional yeah. groomsmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From a guy from zero, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven's true. a lot. It's a lot more than zero, yeah. that's for sure. I, I was think, in one with 12 once, man. Yeah. Really? I was a 12 people, yeah. yeah. I think more than five. I was the smallest one, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Some big dudes. Yeah. Favorite day. Yeah. Is this where the one the woman thought you were in the commercial? This might be where you got gal. Different wedding. It might. (laughs) Bringing out those guys just for hanging out with fat dudes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Might have, dude. I don't know. You were packed in there pretty tight. (laughs) I think you just picked the ones that you know. You're like, look, it's just working out that for your grooms and. Yeah, you're like it's just this is what's working out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. I'm just yeah. thinking about it, you know. Yeah. So you have seven groomsmen, but we're not. Neither one of us is one of them. I mean, I will no. go and tell you no. <laughs> I don't know if you know. He might want to do it. Brian's probably wide open, but <laughs> I. Is, is he on your? Yeah. You're both invited. Yeah. yeah. It's like me and, me this, and uh, my podcast <laughs> co podcast host Aaron over Lane. here. Yeah. yeah, Aaron Land that goes that airs during Nate Land. Uh, You're both yeah. invited, but yeah. uh, I will go. I'll go to the wedding, but I'm not going to make you. Yeah, do a whole thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. You would want to be a groomsman. <laughs> yeah, have a ring, boy. <laughs> Carry your ring down. Yeah. You yeah. can't. You and my nephew can, can walk down mic, together. His man. mic belt on this <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's got to eat. He's done. His mic was like, all right, dude, this is, this is, bait. breakfast is, if someone's at home, breakfast is microphone. Couldn't handle uh, what was being brought to the table. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, as always, for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Leave, uh, always leave your comments, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. All right.
Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nate Land Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please remember to leave us a rating or a comment. Nate Land is produced by me, Nate Bargetzi, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Consulting in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast.